this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Good morning. And welcome to Top Quality uh, Ministry, Faith Ministries. Gosh, couldn't remember my name, okay? (laughs) So um, today's message is really about you have the power. You know, um, a lot of times as I'm going through certain things, you know, I always ask God for help. And in that place where I'm seeking help, He reminds me of the power that was given to me and I need to begin to move and operate in his will and not in what I consider as that place where I say, okay, yes, I'm going to move forward. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm going to move forward. No, I'm not. And that place is a place of reluctancy to whereby, you know, I really want to do it. I really want to move forward, but I really look at myself uh, as in what I cannot do or I'll try something and in trying something, I find that, you know, um, it never seems to work out according to what I desire. So therefore I give up and I'm sure you guys have done the same. So I'm not just talking about what I do, it's really what we do, because it's best to understand what you do and then begin to do something different in your space and not be in that position to whereby you're always looking for God to move and God is really in that place where he's looking for you to step out and to use the tools in which he has given you. And a lot of times we don't necessarily see that we have everything that is needed to begin to operate in the places in which we're desiring that freedom or we're desiring, you know, uh, more of him in. And so let's go through the scriptures. We're in Luke 9. And I want to really point out some things that was shown here, but also get you to actually see some things that I think is very important for us to begin to meditate on and begin to operate in the principles that God has established each one of us to begin to move forward in. So let's go ahead, let's dive into the word and let's see what God brings forward. Luke nine, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And the Lord began to show me here He says, just as I have given the disciples the power to begin to preach the gospel and to heal the sick, he said, even to the point I have done that. But he said, but even to the extent I have done that for you, but I've given you more than just the power to heal and to preach the gospel. But your words basically causes things to change within the atmosphere, causing them to be as they were originally created to be. And you must begin to stand up and begin to speak to these things that are speaking to you and begin to exercise the word that is on the inside of you. And when I began to look at that, I was like, okay, Lord, what you're literally saying to me 
is that I need to move out and begin to move forward. And I don't know if you guys ever uh, do what I do. You know, uh, I always have this desire to say, hey, I'm going to lose five or 10 pounds. And that's just me. Uh, and I'll start off, I'll have everything in order, everything the way it's supposed to be. And I'll set up, you know, everything. So I'm not going to eat sugar, not going to do this. And I, I tell myself everything, but I'm not going to do and the first few hours, perfect, okay? And I'm celebrating. The first day, I'll literally say, I'll get through the first day, and I'm in that place to whereby I am on fire. And, and I laugh because when the Lord began to have this conversation with me, he said, that's where you're on fire. And he said, this message I, I'm bringing forth today, I want to light a fire under you that you will remain on fire, not be on fire just for that particular moment. And so as I, you know, start off the regiment, I'm just like, whoa. I then jump on the scale the next morning, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm singing hallelujah. <laughs> you know, Lord, thank you. And, and I'm praising him. And then all of a sudden, the next day, doesn't look like the first day and then all of a sudden I'm discouraged and I'm in that place to whereby I'm hopeless and I and then as I continue to go downhill what do I do eventually I give up and I'm in that place where I totally give up and I say okay it's just not going to happen it's just not going to happen and I remember when I did it and did it so well and then I'll go back and say well what was it different here what was it different there and I'm constantly looking at things, but I'm never, ever executing on the things that I'm looking at. And so what the Lord was literally saying to me that some of you guys are in these places where he's looking for you to execute on the things and not to really claim defeat because the second day doesn't look like your first day or whatever your third day or whatever the case may be. If things are not looking like it's supposed to, you're not supposed to throw in the towel and give up and just, you know, at this particular point say, okay, I'm done. I love how he's given the disciples power and authority to heal and to preach the gospel. So let's listen to the message and see what happens. Luke 9, verse 3. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves, nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house ye enter into, there abide and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when ye go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And he was literally talking about what we try to do is to put in place things we feel that we need to put in place for whatever journey or whatever we're seeking to do. And God is basically saying the only thing that you need to put in place is your mindset. It's to change the way you're thinking, to change the way you're looking at things, change the way how you're viewing things. He said, if your mindset is in order, then everything else will fall in alignment and you won't be discouraged when things don't look like it's supposed to look like the first day. He says some things takes time and you have a lot of time, okay? <laughs> and, and he said, and stop looking for things to just to change overnight. He said, literally, literally be patient with yourself and watch me work through you 
as you begin to move out and step out in the things in which I've called you to do are the things you really desire for your personal self. He then reminded me of the man who was laying on his mat, you know, and he literally told me, you know, pick up your mat, you know, pick up your mat. And he reminded me of the importance of this man getting up out of the state in which he was resting. And some of us have to get out of the places where we're resting and assuming something just going to happen on his own. It doesn't work that way, you guys. You got to do something with your life. You can't sit back and expect something great to happen when you don't want to be part of your own life. And that means you got to participate in it. And that's what the Lord was literally telling me today. He said, you got to fully, fully participate in the things in which you're desiring. You can't sit back and ask me for something and then I am in agreement with you and then you sit on the sidelines waiting for me to do it. He said, who likes to do things alone? Get it? So God wants your involvement. He doesn't want to do it himself. He wants you to be a, a, a active participant in your own life. So let's go forward and see what he says in this as well. Luke 9, verse 6. Wow. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because that, is, because that it was said of some that John was risen from the dead, and some that Elias had appeared, and of wow. others that one of the old prophets was risen again. I laugh here because he said, when you really committed, he said, everybody knows. Hmm. And so even as everybody knows it and everybody becomes aware of it, he said, they become your cheerleader in that actual place where you're tending to fall short he said they will be there and he said and they will be calling out like how did they get that how did they doing that what happened what is the change what is this that's coming about on this individual and the lord literally was saying to me it's like as soon as you get into that place where you're committed he said where you're looking for that support he said i will raise up many to see what i'm doing Get it? He will raise them up. He will cause them to stand in that place to be your encouragement to get you to your end state. But you have to get into that place where you truly say, today I'm going to make headway and I'm going to do something different and I'm not going to sit on this couch or sit in the same place or whatever you do in your, your resting place. But God says, when you're committed, then I'll make sure that they're committed to help you through your journey. Wow. So that means he will raise up people to support you in that place where you're looking for him to move in for you. Yes. Let's go a little bit further. He, before, before you go forward, he said, not only will I raise up. He said, but I shall support you in every area. He said, causing those to see that I am Lord. Your God. Your redeemer, your healer. 
He said, which in return, you will draw them even closer to me. He said, get what I'm saying. And he says, and get out of your defeat battles. I'm defeated, you know. You know how you, we talk about in that place where we're defeated? It's a place that we always go. It's a defeat place. We always feel like we're defeated, like we can't get to what we're desiring. But God is basically saying, don't go into that place where you feel defeated. But come out of the place where you feel defeated and come into the place where victory is being won. Then he's saying, where victory is being won is not going to be an overnight process for all things. He said, you didn't get there overnight. He said, it took some time for you to get into the place and it's going to take some time for you to come out. And he says, I want you to be patient with yourself as I begin to support you as you move out, but I'm going to ask that you participate. Nine verse nine. And Herod said, John have I beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. And the apostles, when they had when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. Let me stop you there because if you look at this particular message, and like I said, this is not a long message, but it's something that was de definitely encouraging to me. It's like even to the point to whereby they're now in this particular position to whereby they've done such great works and they're thrilled at what they're doing, okay? Because they took the word and not only did they take the word but they really began to move and they seen the power of god flowing through them to whereby they were so astonished that they came back leaping and jumping full of joy and just telling the lord of all the great things in which they did it doesn't sound like they encountered anybody that they had to shake the dust off their feet because everybody was willing and ready to participate because of the spirit of the Lord that was upon them. And God is literally saying, my spirit resides upon you. Now he says to energize not only you, but to energize those around you. And everyone will see my glory if you shall stand. And then he said to me, stop looking back. Amen. He said, where you stood in the past doesn't work where you need to stand now. Because I'm one of them people that always go back to the past and say, oh, I was doing this and I used to do this and I used to do that. He says, stop talking about what you used to do in these places. He says, I have given you anointing for this particular place and I need you to mount up in the place in which I've called forth. He said, you cannot use all things in the new place where I've called you to walk. And so that means even if you're starting off to do something, you can't do it the way the old way was, but you need to come into a place and, and begin to do things differently. And he says that in that place, I will meet you. 
And I will show forth myself in this place, causing not only you, but others to be elevated in me. Wow. So be encouraged. Be in that place where you're really looking for God to move and not in that place where you're just literally defeated. You know, I've been in that place, you know, and it's hard to get out because of the things that you constantly say to yourself in that place. Uh, who encourages you when, the, when you're not encouraging yourself? You know, how easy is it for you to just stop and hear the voice of God when you're in that position where you're tearing yourself apart? It is very difficult to get out of that place because in that place, you have an expectation over yourself. And 90% of the time, that's not God's expectation that he wants you to walk in. He just wants you to trust him. And so we put these false expectations on ourselves, which in return causes us to continue to be in that place where we fail. And in return, if we keep speaking, then we paralyze ourselves. How many times have you said, I can't do this, I can't do this, and Lord keeps saying you can how many times you said, well, it doesn't seem like it's working out, and Lord said it is working out. So even in that place where you're saying it's not working out, God is saying, I'm working things out on your behalf. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not working out. He says, I just want you to continue to give forth your best efforts and your best efforts should prove to be valuable. <laughs> he said, you're not failing, you're advancing. Okay, and so you're advancing and you're moving up even higher and you're accomplishing more than you can ever accomplish even when it looks like you're failing. Mm -hmm. Amen. Get it? Even when it doesn't look like things are working out, he's literally saying, no, I got you. Just keep going. Keep using what I've given you. Keep moving in the places where I've called for you to move. Keep having the faith. Keep having hope. Keep believing for the things in which I have called for or I have spoken in secret to you. Wow. Felt your anointing. And he says, and don't give up on me because I'll never give up on you. And then he goes on to say to me, to say to you, to believe. I'm one of them people that sometimes I just want God, speak, 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 tell me. I want details. I want understanding. I want to know everything, in and out, backwards and forward. And God is literally saying, you don't need all that. You just need to trust me. Amen. I don't need to give you everything. You just need to trust me. <clears throat> and trust him even when you feel like you're failing. Let's go a little bit further. John 9, verse 12. <laughs> and when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all of this people. 
Let me stop you right there. The Lord literally says, I work well in desert places. <laughs> he said, where there's nothing, I work the best. And, and, and that's where you guys have to really look at some of the places in which we are in. <laughs> desert. There's nothing growing. There's nothing moving. Did you guys get that? Because there's a lot of my area, areas where I could clearly see that there's nothing going, nothing moving. I mean, like, Lord, I can walk back. There's nothing green on that ground, okay? <laughs> there's nothing sprouting. There's nothing. All I see is weeds. Uh, I, I don't even see weeds. I see, like, in my backyard, just rocks and dirt and God is literally saying to me that's the best place that he can work Amen. and that's where you got to trust that he can work with nothing Amen. do you guys get it he can work with nothing as long as you're believing Amen. and you're moving according to what he's called for Amen. you can't have faith and not activate it you can't have faith and not activate it. And I'm going to say that again. It's so important that you activate your faith and then you will begin to see that that dirt that you see or the weeds or whatever will turn into good fruit. Because it's about you believing and God will cause things to sprout up and not only to sprout up, but cause them to grow in the places where you thought that there was no possibility at all for God to move. Wow. He even was showing me even the attitude, okay, of the disciples. And he was showing me like, wait a minute. They got the power. They did all the work. They're excited. Now all of a sudden they're in another area. They still have the power. He kept telling me they still have the power and it still works for them. So why are they looking that they're in a desolate place and that they have no ability to feed the thousands of people that are there. And he said, this is the same way you do it. He's talking about us. We'll see the mighty move of God, and then all of a sudden we forget the mighty move of God, and then we're back to looking at things from a worldly viewpoint and not recognizing what you just did as a result of you working the word. And you go back to that same old mindset as if God is not in control moving on your behalf. Or better yet, as if you don't know how to work the word. You know, as I sit back, I think about all the time, what the apostle Ken tell us, work the word, work the word, and the word will work for you, okay? It's so important that we work the word and stop being in that place where we assume that the word is not working. Okay, and the funny part about it, he said, I am the word, and he was showing me like him being the word among the disciples, and the disciples really recognizing who he was, they couldn't see that it could be possible that not only 5,000, but the whole world could have been fed. But because of their small way of thinking, and, and sometimes the way we see things gets in the way of what God is trying to do for us. And so God is literally looking for you to look at your situation from his perspective 
and stop trying to go back and say, remember when I was over there and it worked this way or remember this over here? He's telling you you're in a new season. You're in a different place. It's not the same. So you're going to have to move differently. And that means move differently in your execution of whatever task you're trying to do. And that means don't try to just do everything according to what you've done in the past, but add something new into it. Okay, well, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this if, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to add something in. You know, there was one point in time I could drink. I can, you know, stop eating this and then my, my weight would drop. And then he's literally saying, but you got to do a little bit more this time. You got to add something else into it. He said, maybe you got to exercise now. Okay, so I got to add something into that. It's not as easy as I wake up in the morning and it drops off by not eating a breakfast or not eating a lunch, but he's literally saying now, maybe you need to do a little bit of walking. Maybe you need to put something else into that. And I'm like, oh, oh, God, get up. Come on. Okay, you're going to have to add something in order to basically get to that end result. And so I'm using exercise because I know all of you guys can relate to that and you understand that you're going to have to be consistent in what you're doing as well. You can't just do things one day and then expect that everything else is just going to fall in alignment and it's just going to be everything that you expected because you did that one thing on that first day. And the Lord is literally saying, you're going to have to put some things in place and these things that you put in place, you're going to have to make sure that you do it until it begins to be something that you're consistently doing. Wow. And it's so important that we get to that place where we're consistent. And not in that place where we're not consistent with the things that God has called forth for us to do. And I know there's been many times where I've been inconsistent, but I'm looking for the same results. Right. Okay? <laughs> if you're inconsistent and, and you're looking for the same result, okay? I, I can even use a bank account, okay? You know, oh, I'm going to put this amount in my savings account. And I'm inconsistent, but then I expect the account to grow <laughs> and to become what it's supposed to become. And then I keep looking back like, well, what? I keep putting money in here and it, it's not growing. Because I'm not consistently doing it or I'm pulling stuff out, expecting it to be something that it will never be unless I'm consistent in doing it. And so the Lord was literally saying, be consistent in the things in which you're desiring him to move and don't give up the first day like me when it doesn't look like what you want it to look like. You know, and, and, I, and I use weight. You know, you celebrate the little small moment. If, you, it's, if you're at, you know, 50.1, you know, celebrate 50.1 when you go down to 50 point, 50 point, uh, what, 1.2 or whatever. Celebrate it. You know, you didn't gain. You didn't lose, okay? But you're still in that same place. And God was literally saying, when I don't see, when I get on that scale and I see the same weight, I'm like, you know, I, I didn't do anything. He said, but you didn't gain, okay? You didn't gain more. 
you, you, you just didn't gain more, so you should be celebrating that the scale is not going up higher, but instead you mad because the scale is at the same place. And he said, you got to begin to look at that as a place of celebration because you're starting to see change. It's not the change you want yet, but he said if you're consistent in it, it'll become what you desire it to be. And so he said, and that same principle works for everything in the word. Amen. Do you hear it? You're consistent. See, in these areas, works well in every area. And if you see how the disciples go back to the disciples, they're like, oh gosh, 5,000 people? Oh no, they need to go home. And I know I would have been the same thing. I wouldn't have even been there. They don't need to come here, Lord. They don't need to come here. We ain't got nothing to feed them. Better yet, they don't need to come here. And I know there's been many times, even with this funeral, <laughs> you know, with my mom, you know, simple. Shoot, we don't got that kind of money. We can't afford to feed all them people. Don't invite them, you know. Don't let them come. We can't afford to feed them, you know. They need to stay home. It's COVID, okay? <laughs> stay home. And God is saying, let allow the people to come forward. And in that place, we're always looking at, you know, the negative instead of being in, well, what can God do in this place? And we have to be in a place to whereby we really trust God and allow him to move on our behalf and not be in that place where we're really trying to what? give up so let's go on so let's watch what christ does through the disciples and you think they would change nope let's watch luke 9 verse 14 for they were about five thousand men and he said to his disciples make them sit down by fifties in a company and they did so and made them all sit down and he took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to sit to set before the multitude. And they did eat and were all filled. And there was taken up of fragments that remained to them twelve baskets. And so the disciples are all holding a basket. And then I was saying to the Lord, why do we have this highs and lows? We see the provision of our Lord, but then when it comes to really understanding, why do we go into this place that we're just like, oh, God, hold for God, and then all of a sudden the next day we're trying to kill everybody around us because God doesn't feel like he, he's the God that we want him to be. He said there's two parts, two answers to your question. He said, one, you're trying to control me. You guys get that? And, and that's the place where things don't go our way and we're trying to control God. And so he's not going to be everything that we think he is when we're in that place of control. And so that's part of our highs and lows. But then he said, another part is, he said, I came not just because of sin, but I know truly the heart of man. And he says, and how forgetful they are. 
He said, do you not see? He said, the struggles within man. He said, many of you don't even recall what happened fully yesterday. He said, you can remember the prior day when everything went well or everything went bad. But what about all the things that really, really transpired when things didn't go well that day? Or the things that went wrong when things still went well? Hopefully you guys are getting what I'm saying. It's like we look at our day and we assume if it was a bad day that everything in that day went bad. And the Lord is literally saying every day within anyone's day doesn't go bad. Or everything within somebody's day when they say it had a real good day. That don't mean everything went well as a good day as well. He's literally saying. He said you see things from your view. But I see things in its fullness. And that's why I came, because I want you to begin to understand that I'm able to cause even the things that doesn't go right to be right in you. And the things that are right, even when they go wrong, I will make them right. But again, I'm going to ask you to participate in the things in which you're desiring me to do. And he's literally saying to stand up. And he says, even in the places where you're assuming that I'm not moving, he says, still believe for greater. And he says, and when you see it not working, he said, call on the word that's on the inside of you and start speaking change into your day. And, and truly allow my spirit to begin to mount up on the inside of you. And he says, you'll start seeing things coming in alignment yeah. to be better. I love how when you look at this scripture, in it's other places where the Lord has the disciples to feed the 5,000. He turns around and he tells them, well, you feed them. You know, he literally turns to them and asks them to do something about it. And you would think they literally said, okay, give me the bowls, give me this, and do this. Because they've seen him operate many times, and that's what God wants us to begin. You could do this, and that's what he's literally saying to us, that we can do this, and we should not be in this place where we're looking for God to do something when we can do it. Yes. You want people to see you different, but you're not doing something to cause them to see you different. You want to do more. You want a better job, but you won't fix the resume or do whatever in order to get it. Okay? You're not good with interviews. Then you need to get to somebody that is better with interviews that can help you do, do what you need to do in order to be better when it comes to something. So we all know what's wrong with us. But we're not doing anything to fix the things that are wrong with us. It's easy for us to say, okay, Lord, do it. Right. And he say, I'm giving you the tools. 
And I'm like, Lord, fix the stuff that I'm struggling with. And he's saying, but you have the ability to fix it. He, he said to me this morning, he said, stop telling me to fix stuff that you can fix. And I'm like, can I fix it? He's like, he said, no, let me ask you the question. Can I fix it? And I'm like, Lord, yes, you can fix it. But if you can fix it yourself, why would you ask me to fix it? That's what he asked me. So if I can fix it myself, why am I giving him stuff like that? And then he reminded me, he said, when you're training somebody and you know it's going to be a problem for them to understand something, aren't you going to do it for them? And I said, oh, by all means. He said, for stuff that you know you can really do, you do it for them, right? And he said, I said, yeah, I do it for them. He said, so the same way you would do something for somebody else, I want you to do for yourself. Jesus. This is part right here. Let me go ahead and get this done for you. You don't have to worry about it. You know how you do that. Let me go ahead and do that. Takiyah, you do that a lot, right? Let me go ahead and get this done. You know, if I got to teach you, and I know you're going to struggle, because I remember when you used to teach me with spreadsheets, you would be like, this, 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 no, this, 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 let me just fix this. And she would just take it from me and just do whatever. I would sit there and I would watch her, and I learned to do a lot of things that she does today because she's not on the other side fixing it for me. But when she she would get flustered and she would just say, here, 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 and then give it back to me. And then I would be like, oh. But then I got to a point whereby I was just like, just move out of the way. I ain't doing that. You do it. But God doesn't want us to be in that place where we just give it to somebody else to do. We need to be in that place where we become doers of the word. And to be doers of the word is to recognize that we've been given the power to fix it ourselves. Luke 9, verse 18. And it came to pass, as he was alone praying, his disciples were with him. And he asked them, saying, Who say the people that I am? <laughs> They answering said, John the Baptist, but some say Elias, and others say that one of the old prophets is risen again. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Peter answering said, The Christ of God. And I stop you here with this message because this is where we end at. The Lord said to me, Who am I to you? He said, am I the one that you call on to fix things for you? Or am I your Lord? Who do you say I am? He said, if I'm your savior, then you acknowledge that we work together. He said, but if I'm not your savior, then who am I? He says, I can't be the one that fixes your problems. But 
but I can be the one that shows you how to fix them. Yes. And then it goes on to say, and I'm willing to help you fix them. He said, there's some things I will fix without you even asking me because of my love for you. But there's a lot of things that I want you to fix because of your love for me. Yes. And I know when you fix it, you will share with many who I am to you. He said, hear my word today. And he says, and as you hear my word, stop making excuses. And he says, and do what your heart says concerning the things that you're desiring. And he says, and if it means that you're going to change in order to get the things that I need to provide for you, he said, be open to the change. Amen. And he says, and I shall deliver you through it and cause others to see who I am in you. And he said, hear me today. I'm here to support you. Yes. I'm here to encourage you. No, he said it this way. But most of all, I'm here to encourage you. Because I skipped some words. I'm here to encourage you. That I will meet you every step of the way. He said, and even if you fail today, there's always another day. He said, you have many opportunities to change things, but you have to start. You have to be ready. And you can't change your mind once you basically give yourself to that place where you're committed to do something. And he says, let's start making your commitment your word and not turn against your own words against yourself. You know, it's like when you give somebody your word, you don't want your word to come back void. So you really, really say, I'm going to do it, and you do it. And he says, just use that, your word, to yourself and make that commitment to yourself. And he says, and I'll meet you every step of the way. I've given you great power and authority that you may walk in high places, says the Lord. And I shall move on your behalf. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Holy Spirit, I ask for your help. Here we go. Just simply helping us to close out this word and the prayer that you will pray over your people. Oh, he's not saying that I'm closing out the word. He's just saying we're making a confession. This day we choose to operate in your word, Lord. He said not making excuses for the things that we desire. He said, but being purposeful in all things. 
and that your word becomes a fountain of life and a resource to us to accomplish the things that you have called forth. May your word ever so keep us, but also speak to us where we need, in the places where we need to hear you the most. Let not our heart fail us, but let every member of our body come in alignment with your truth. That we may truly be able to give account of how great you are, my Lord, my Savior, my God. And that others may come into the fold as a result of your goodness. I pray even now for that new believer listening on the line today. I say the simplest prayer for you, and that is, as you listen to the word and you begin to work the word, I ask that the Lord come in and show himself to be real to you. Wow. Not only real to you, but to meet you in every area that you stand up in, and that he carries you throughout your journey with him causing you to see his love for you. Simple thing that I asked of you is that you ask that the Lord come in to your heart, be your Lord, be your personal Savior. And he shall, even as you asked. But one thing I know about my Lord, for that new believer, he really wants to get to know you. And so he'll do some things that he may not do for us senior citizens in him. And that is he will show up and show out. And so I thank him even now for showing up and showing out in your life. And for those who are the senior citizens, I ask that you work the word. In Christ Jesus' name, be blessed and a blessing to others. Amen, amen, and amen. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.